What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. I haven't seen her so passionately agree with anything as much as she agreed that New York City pretzels taste like cardboard. <laughs> it's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? And indeed. Agree to disagree. I uh, Listen, I'm a big pretzel fan. You know that. I yeah. love venue pretzels. You're quite the pretzel connoisseur. Love pretzels, but those pretzels from those little carts are chewy. They're not good. They're not good. I'm telling you, they're not good. Pretzels from MSG, delicious. Madison that's Square Garden, I, for those not in the know. That's what I call the venue pretzel. Usually big venues have great pretzels, but these little carts on the side of New York City, I just no. can't, I can't generalize an entire city's pretzel operation based off one or two bad carts. I've had a bad pretzel. And I've had a fantastic cart pretzel. Off the cart? Off the, you got to get it fresh off the cart. Of course, they sit there if you're on some weird corner that no one is patronizing. Sure, they, they get a little stale. They get a little crusty. But you can get a fresh pretzel, just the right amount of salt, and it's delicious. Not from these cars, I'm telling you. Maybe if there's like a fancier version somewhere. No, no, no. You're spoiled. You are spoiled by the venue pretzel. I'll give you that. It doesn't, okay. it's not as fluffy. It's not as doughy and warm as a venue pretzel, but some are delicious. No, I've never had a delicious one. How about the cart hot dog? No. Uh, guys, that's, I can't record anymore. No. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. The cart hot dog? The cart hot dog, Teresa, is a New York City staple well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Tell it's me. It's better than the pretzels. I agree. A boiled water hot dog is so <laughs> delicious. I can't I can't even fathom someone disagreeing with that. Okay, statement. okay. But tell our friends, what's the best hot dog you ever had? Ooh, I feel like you're setting me up. The best hot dog I've ever had. The way you're looking at me, I know you want me to say something from your homeland. Yeah, so. Park Vro Park Rohlig. Yeah, it's not a hot dog. That's it is. A, it's a hot dog in the Rohlig. I know, but it's not a traditional Hebrew national hot dog. No, because it's better. You make a hot Rohlig. Uh -huh. You put ketchup all the way in the bottom. Yes. And then you put a hot dog in. Once you do, the ketchup raises up to lubricate the oh entire boy. hot dog. <laughs> so then you're eating it and Anyone it just has hot? ketchup everywhere. Okay, that's the that's the best European hot dog. No question. The best one in Amsterdam was also good. We I'm get it on the think, street. I'm trying to think about We were the very one. hungry. We were going to uh, the beer museum. Uh, it's funny how you get hungry in Amsterdam, right? <laughs> Why are you so hungry in Amsterdam? The best American hot dog. Okay. Can you name it? The best. Oh, yeah. The best price. The Portillos. best tasting. No, Portillos. get out of here. Get out of here. Portillo's Chicago. No, get out of here. Okay, you tell me. The Costco hot dog. <laughs> For $1.50, you get the fattest, juiciest hot dog and a soda. And then you're burping the hot yeah. dog for an hour. I don't want it to leave either. It just sticks around. It's <laughs> delicious. That's the best hot dog in my book. Not Portillo's. Those bitches were delicious. Yeah, it's like fancy. Portillo's is fancy Chicago dogs. I'm talking. You just, you bought a whole lot of toilet paper and you're on your way out and you go, let me get one of these hot dogs. Nothing beats it. It's one of the tastiest treats you can get for $1.50. I'll give you that. Okay. Delicious. Anyways. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about hot dog wars. I wish we were. We're here to talk about 90 Day Fiance. 
Happy first, let me just say happy Hanukkah to my fellow Jewish friends. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. How do you, you say it in Hebrew? Happy Hanukkah. Really? That's how I always said it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure there is a... I'm sure there's a there, there must be. I'm sure there's another way to say it. But happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate and to those who don't because it, it is that time of the year. And guess what, guys? We celebrate Hanukkah because of me. Well, that's true. That's well, true. I brought it up. I said, I want to do Christmas, but let's do Hanukkah. Let's do both traditions. Yeah, I'm not very religious, but I... I, I mean, like, neither am I, but... I like holidays. I like the holiday time. Yes. And for those wondering, because you guys are the reason that we ended up with a Christmas tree in the first place, we got our Christmas tree this year, too. Beautiful. Here's, here's what John said. Every year it's getting bigger. Yeah, now we have, yeah. It's yeah. over four feet tall now. We don't have, this is the biggest Christmas tree we've ever had, but it's beautiful. Is this our second or third? Third, but it's beautiful. This is our nicest yet. I'm just worried when it gets above shoulder height, we're making a statement. No, we're not. We were just saying we love stroma checks. It looks beautiful with the white lights and that's as far as we go. We're not doing ornaments or stars or anything. It's pretty non-denominational. That's called meeting in the middle. It's beautiful. I love it. Let's let's wait if we have kids. Eh, we'll see. But we we'll love see. it. It smells good. It, it smells looks fantastic. good. This is yeah. the nicest stroma check we've ever had. Yes. Stroma check means Christmas tree, guys. That's just, what we call it. Just, that's what we say in check, but that's what we call it. Yeah. But... It's a beautiful it's decoration. Be- it's beautiful. And so thank you guys for encouraging me to just embrace the Christmas yeah, spirit. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? Yes, some people are religious, some are not. And that's perfectly fine. I am not. However, I see this Christmas tree as a tradition of me growing up. My yeah. parents are not religious either. And we always had a Christmas tree. And that's what I was trying to explain it to you. And then you were like, well, we're not religious either, but we did the menorah. I'm like, well, let's do the menorah. Yes. Because also, we're not religious, but that's, that's the tradition. Yeah. So I think there's a way to keep religion out of some absolutely. of these traditions. We do the stromachek, we do the menorah, we yeah. do the food, we do the matzo ball soup Ooh. and the latkes. We're going to make some t- tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and we do the chicken schnitzels and potato salad for Czech Christmas. Like, we do it all. Okay. Well, we've gone too long already without Have talking we? about anything 90 Day Fiance related. I love related. chatting with you. I love telling our friends about a little traditions that sure. we do. Sure. And uh, guys, share yours, please. I love, love, love traditions. Okay. Can we move on? As you take a big sure. swig of that sauce, because you're getting fired up. Let's <laughs> move on. Let's do a little housekeeping very quickly because it's the holidays. We don't need to belabor. You guys know. You guys are the best. But if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us there at Married Through Reality Pod. Shoot us a message. Follow the memes, the news. It's all happening at Married Through Reality Pod on Instagram. But most importantly, just chat with us. Chat with us and message us. Talk to us. Yes. Also, message us. Talk to us. Hang out with us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Join us over there for a whole bunch of things. First and foremost, and I hope we're correct, there's still no evidence of what's to come. Love in Paradise is going to premiere tonight? Yeah. Monday night. And who knows what season that is? We've heard it's going to be season two. We've heard it's a new season. Nobody knows. But whatever it is, we're going to be covering it on the Patreon. Yes. that's We're going to cover the entire season. But at some point in a few weeks... Darcy and Stacy's going to start. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover that as well. Yes. So join the Patreon now. The Cousins Club, which is the middle tier, and the Family Affair tier, 
will get the Love in Paradise and Darcy and Stacy coverage. Mm-hmm. If you're on that family affair level, that top level, then you're going to get one monthly bonus every month or just a random show we watch or documentary or whatnot. But you also get video podcasts of the Patreon pods. Yes. So patreon.com slash married to reality. Great time over there. Come join us. Also, just make sure you're following the podcast right here, wherever you're listening. Doesn't matter. What matters is that you look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as one of my favorite cities in the world, New York City. I heard their pretzels stink. The pretzels stink, (laughs) but the city is beautiful. And them just walking around and then leading up to Brooklyn Bridge, Mm -hmm. I knew knew exactly where they were and it brought a lot of uh, emotions for me. Wow. Because I do miss the city. There is part of me that really misses it. However, there is another part of me that feels like been there, done that, onto the next one, which is what we did. So these are like mixed emotions. We met in New York City. We've been on the Brooklyn Bridge together. Stop it. So smash it like it's as hot as that freaking city, minus those freaking pretzels. All right. So smash it like it's hot as New York City. Also, one last thing. If you haven't left a review... Please do. We've been saying it a lot recently. Tis the season to give and receive. Mm -hmm. We would love if you could give us a review. We'd love to receive that this holiday season. So please, if you haven't, let us know. Rate, review. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the pod Mm -hmm. like I'm going to do right now. Do it. Okay. You have one? Of course I got one. Let's do it. I'm so happy to read this one. This one comes to us from our friend Peggy Ann 90. Hello, Peggy. All right, Peggy Ann 90. Five stars titled Thanks to Reality Gaze. Oh. No, hello. Hello. I learned about your pod from your Menage a Trois episode on Reality Gaze. Shout out to Maddie and Poodle of the yeah. Reality Gaze. It's great to hear from an international couple and your perspectives on the craziness of 90 Day. Heart emoji. Mm. Love it, Peggy. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you again to the Reality Gays for, for the menage a trois. We love those guys over there. And thank you, Peggy Ann, for discovering us and for listening to us. It's a beautiful review. Beautiful review. And I'm glad you found us. So thanks to you, Peggy Ann. Thank you. All right. Thank you. If you haven't left a review, eh, be like Peggy Ann. Drop a review. Five yeah, stars. We'll read it on the pod. It's the best time of the year to leave a review. Sure. I mean, I think all <laughs> all the time's a good time. All the time's a good time, but now it's extra special. I couldn't agree more. All right. That's the housekeeping. What do you say we do a little 90 day, by the way? Let's do it. Little... Do you have anything I know? Let's, let's hear it. Let's oh hear boy. it. All right. Here we go. Don't rush me, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, anything new? Or am I going to know everything? What do you got? Let me tell you, Teresa. All right. And let me, sometimes you're shitting on my segment, so, you know. Let me, let me tell you what's, what's going on out there. And this, as we said, it's the holiday time, and I know Hanukkah has started, but it's never too late to pick up another Hanukkah gift or a Christmas gift, okay? So this is kind of like the 90-day-by-the-way gift-giving edition. Okay. Aren't you excited yet? Sure. Number one. This one is, is cringy on all sorts of levels. Do you remember... Now I sound like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you remember? Now I sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Do you remember Father David of Emily and Kobe? You remember David? Yes. Father David with the beard and all. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. All right. His famous, ca- his famous catchphrase, you better not get pregnant, right? Yes. And then she got pregnant. Okay. Well, now, just in time for the holidays, he's cashing in 
on that catchphrase. He's just released. Your face is, yes, it's your face is looking concerned, and it should be, because <laughs> he's just released his own condoms. What? <laughs> you- Father David l- releasing his own condom line. I mean. I, I wish I was joking. I mean, I kind of understand because he has to pay for all these people. Everyone's yes. living off of him. But condoms? For $9.99. Okay. You can get three condoms. On the packaging, it's a picture of David. And the quote, you better not get pregnant. No. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, it sounds like a joke. I thought it was a joke. And then I went to the URL, davescondoms.com. And there it is. <laughs> For all of us to purchase if we want. Is it expensive? $9.99 for three condoms? I mean, this you can't put a price on this. Uh, do they at least like smell nice? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> like a candy, what is it? The candy corn? Well, that's like edible. But no, these are, I think these are your basic, they are lubricated. They come pre-lubricated. Davescondoms.com. Check them out. You go to the website. There's a photo of David and Kobe holding no. the holding the condoms. <laughs> David's wearing a hat of his own. He's wearing um, a Santa hat. So if you're looking for a stocking stuffer, this is the perfect stuffer for the holiday season. The the Dave's condom. The you better not get pregnant condom. All right, nine ninety nine. You can't beat it for three condoms. I guess. I, mean, I don't think I've ever bought condoms. I mean, I guess I, I did when I was like 15. We did it for fun. We were like putting air in it and we were blowing balloons. Sounds like a blast. Yeah, maybe I was younger than <laughs> that. Sounds like a blast. We supposed after like our sex education class. Yeah. And we were, getting some, we were getting some for free too, I remember in school when we were like 13. All right. Um, But yeah, I don't think I've ever bought condoms. So I really don't know the prices. Yeah. What? Davescondoms.com if you want to purchase these. I think we're good. All right. <laughs> Number two. All right. If you got a little bit more to spend this holiday season, okay? And and thank you to our friend Maya for this for this one. Multiple. I know what you're going to okay. say. Multiple friends. Multiple well, friends. Thank we always, you, friends. We thank the first who brings it to us. So thank you to Maya for this one. If you got a little extra cash lying around and you're looking for what's that unique gift I could buy, what's that one gift that's going to leave a lasting impression, Okay. Well, Tanya and Stepanka have teamed up to release, release, no pun intended, <laughs> their newest product, the Fart Jar Ornament. Yeah. Okay. And as they say, give the gift that smells like Christ Mass, ass, Christ Mass. That's Christ their, ass. Give the gift of Christ ass, Christ Ew. Mass. Meh. Tanya, no one wants Tanya's farts. No one wants anyone's farts. No. I mean, I, I guess I'm wrong because I think a lot of people are buying these farts. She, Stepanka said that she basically bought her house or something with the farts. I don't know how. Well, here's, but. here's the thing. The gift is serious. The price, this is a joke. Do you know, did you see how much they're charging for these? No. $1,000. No. Teresa. For one ornament? Filled with gas. Well, who's gas? I think it's got to be a collab. A, how do you do that? Like a combination of gases? How do you do one? How do you fart in one ornament? I don't know. I think maybe you fart in a plastic bag, you put an ornament in it. Mm. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think you fart right into the ornament. How? It's all a scam. Come on. It is. But Come like on. who, okay, I would want to know whose gas is in. I think it's both. Ew. I think it's, it's combination both. gas? I haven't looked 
that deep into this because one, it's disgusting. Two, it's too expensive. A thousand dollars. Yeah. Who's gonna buy it? I mean, someone will. But. It's through their unfiltered. That's the podcast yeah. unfiltered platform. So I didn't look too far into it. But yeah, thousand dollars. You know, people are gonna buy it. Oh yeah. Just to say they bought it. But there you go. So gifts for all ends of the spectrum, all parts of the body. At at the low end, we have Dave's condoms. At the high end, we have gas fart ornaments. So Ew. something for everyone. Yeah. Theresa, something for everyone. All right. Ah. Enough with that. Should we do it? Talk about the reason we're here. Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, season seven, episode 17, happily ever after. Question, question mark. mark. So many questions. So many questions. First question. Who are we starting with? Let's start with Kim and Usi because this went from high to oh a boy. very, very low. Oh boy. Kim and Usman. All right. So. I thought maybe, okay, they're at Magicland Amusement Park because maybe Kim was just trolling, stalking, looking to find some other potential kids to kidnap or uh, <laughs> adopt or whatever she says she's doing. But no, they're all at, it's a family affair, they're all at this amusement park to, I think, just show off what kind of parents they can be. Yeah, so they're there with Mahari and they invited the whole family. Whole family's there. And this is where it gets like, I was laughing, but it's weird. Kim wanted to do some bonding time before the adoption, if it happens, yeah. right? And so Mahadi, poor Mahadi, Kim and Usman are on the horse carousel yeah. with Mahadi and Muhammad, the father, is taking photos of them. <laughs> I'm like, do you understand that they're trying to take your kid? He, like, he was embracing it, though. And here's what I'll say. Kim seems like a good mom. Like in that moment when you're watching them at the amusement park, she was carrying Mahadi. She was holding Mahadi's hand. Like it didn't seem forced. It seemed natural. And I could see her being a very loving and caring mom to Mahadi. Um, I think she did that because she raised the kids. So she kind of knows. Just that maternal instinct. At her age, I'm not saying, okay, when I was born, my grandma was 50. My Mm -hmm. grandma was 48. Kim is over 50, so it could be a grandmother age or eventually mm. she's going to be in that. That's the age that when you're a grandma, you want to be with the kids, but not all the time because Binder done that. Right. Like my mom, my mom keeps asking, when you guys have kids, like I would love to, I'll help you when the, you guys come here, but would they want to have a kid? Absolutely no. fucking not. That's no. what I'm saying. It's like, you've been there, you've done that, you raised the kid. Now you want to spend some time, maybe with your grandchildren, right? But you don't want to do the whole hustle of like taking care of a child because that's a 24-7 thing for mo- for years. I don't think she, let's say this actually happened. I don't think the situation would would force her to take care of Mahadi 24-7. What are you talking about? Usman is going to try to be a rapper in the U.S. He's going to be running around San Diego because it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. He's going to be loving it. And who's, who's going to be stuck at home with Mahadi? Well, here's the thing. They finish riding the horses. They sit down to talk about this potential adoption. And Mohammed's warming up to the idea, it seems like, right? Because it means a better life for Mahadi. It means better education. Still, the religious differences. But here's what it seems like to me. They all start saying, well, it's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen next week. It could take years. What it seems like is, okay, once Mahadi gets a little bit older, yeah, a, you know, around high school or college age, and he's looking for a better education, 
come on over to America. We'll set you up with with a decent school. And bada bing, bada boom. Now we have a kid. Now your son's getting a better education. Well, it that's almost, too late. It, but this is the type of arrangement it seems like. Here's the thing, right? He's saying, oh, Mahadi would get be- a better life. Would he? Like, I think Mahadi, they seem to be doing fine. They seem like a nice family. Yeah. I don't think Kim is that well of in San Diego. Um, no. And that's like getting a good education. Yes, you need to go to good schools. There are good schools that are not so good as good schools, what I've heard from people, right? So just the fact that Mahadi would be in the U.S. doesn't mean that he's going to get the best of the best. No. And I would say what's more important than a big name school is parents who love you and parents who are going to look after you and take care of you and give you the best they can and who would give that to Mahadi better than perhaps Muhammad. Because as you said, I don't think Kim is really going to get down there and play with Mahadi. No. Soldier Boy is going to be off trying to become a rapper. So yeah, maybe he'll have access to a better school, but Again, we, would yes. he like would he necessarily maybe he would learn better English. But sure. that's the first step is he would have to learn English yeah. to get access to these schools. I don't know. There's definitely it's there's more opportunity. Let's say that. Yeah. There's more opportunity to, in America. Will he be able to fully take advantage of it? I don't know. Here's the thing. If Mahadi studies hard in Nigeria, right? He can still come for college to the sure. U.S. He can get uh, he can get a scholarship, or he can do it. He can go from Nigeria to a school in the U.S. Look get the student visa. Like it's not it's not impossible without Kim and Usman. Look at SK yeah. from Love Is Blind. He's killing it right now. He's off getting his master's in California. Yeah. So of course, yes, there are paths to a better life, but. To me, again, I go back to, this is an interesting arrangement. Ever, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You can say you have a child, Muhammad, or sorry, Usman, but I'll benefit from having my son go to a better school. So it's almost like this arrangement. It's not really, sure, just adopt my child. Well, here's the biggest thing for me, right? Now, Mahadi's like two or three. So he's still a little enough that he probably knows Mohammed and his mom, but yeah. he would still be able to adjust, right? And right. a few more years, then he'll be like, holy shit, like my parents are getting rid of me. I'm going to live with these people. Like the older you get, the more you understand that, wait a minute, you're shipping me off? But that's why I almost think it's this wink of, okay, yeah, now Usman's going to adopt you, but actually you're just going to go to school in America. And, yeah. and maybe once you finish your school, you'll come back. I don't this know. is all very, very tricky. And Kim is still not fully on board with this. No, no. And that's why I think she too is saying, well, let's see. Let's give it time. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's an idea right now. It's a potential right now. Yes. And Usman doesn't like it, but I don't think he fully understands the process. They're not even married. Right. Like that takes time. That can take about two years. And then the whole adoption but internationally. Oh, my gosh. But I think Usman's feeling like, well, if we line up this adoption, then the marriage will happen easier. My, my parents, my mom will look at this marriage in a different light knowing, OK, I'm going to one day have a child. So I think maybe he wants to set that up so that maybe. everyone's just more OK with them 
getting married. Maybe. Maybe. So, all right. Speaking of kids, Kim's actual kid, Jamal, Jamal. It, it's time for him to leave. Mm-hmm. He's packing up. He's got his PS5 wrapped and ready to go. He's taking off. Yes, and Jamal got a lot of shit after the single life. I'm so thank you guys Hello. for vindicating me because I'm not. I got vindicated for my feelings about Colt for Jamal. Okay. Well, I still believe that Jamal was. But yes, I think now he's a little famous. He's a good-looking dude. Uh, he seem he seems nice at least on this season, right? So I'm sure. He's got the ladies' attention. I think without the show, he gets the ladies' attention, right? Yes, but this definitely helps. Definitely helps, but I think he did act like a little asshole, but I think it was also like all of a sudden he wasn't the good person. Everyone was ganging up on him, and I think you just get defensive. But people started to gang up on him, and he could have still played it cool. Once everyone started ganging up on him, that's when he doubled down, and he was like, what are you— what are you mad that I'm good looking that I dress well? It's like he didn't have to take it there. Everyone no, could have been didn't. like, oh, why don't you just choose Veronica? Why don't you just choose Veronica? And he could have said, well, let's see. Let's take it day by day. It's early in the relationship. We're dating right now. He didn't have to start getting all braggadocious about no, himself. No, and that's what I'm saying. I was like, I get it. Like, yeah, he did act like a douche. Yeah. However, I don't still, I still think he, that was him being frustrated. I'm hoping that that's not him. Yeah. Let's let's see. Let's yeah. see how he acts on this stuff. <laughs> let's see. Um, so, yeah, he's he's ready to go. Kim wants to know, what do you think? Now that you've spent some time here, you've seen Usi and me together. How do you how do you feel about all this? And Jamal says, well, you guys do seem comfortable together, which I am a little surprised by. Probably like you guys actually do act like a couple. But you need to figure out your future. Because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. This adoption, where you're going to live, making sure everyone has the best situation for themselves, especially Mahadi. So Jamal, I feel like, is warming up to the idea of Kim and Usman, but not totally sold. Yeah. Right? So then, right then, knock at the door. Here comes Usman. Yeah, and he's bringing a cappuccino. I thought it was for Kim, but then we see Jamba drinking it. Yeah, but then Kim is it. drinking it. So maybe well, Jamal had his own, just just an observation. Well, as Usman says, we are family. So my cappuccino is your cappuccino, your cappuccino is my cappuccino. Yeah, like Usman was all into this family, this family idea right now. And he's never looked more like a dad oh, yeah. than he did wearing that San Diego mm-hmm. baseball. <laughs> he looked like he was like on the sideline of his son's baseball game. He looked like, yeah, such a dad in that moment. Yeah, he loves the little fam, uh, and he's happy. He got to meet Jamal. Yeah. He thinks Jamal wasn't as bad as he expected. Yeah, it went, it went pretty well. Yeah. Jamal heads off to the airport, and, and Usman's like, bye, stepson. Yeah. <laughs> so all's well until this next day. Mm-hmm. When Kim is crying. Trouble in paradise. Kim is crying and we're like, what's going on? Right? It was seemed so, so good. What could have happened? And she says, the way I walk is wrong. The way I dress is wrong. I don't do that to you. There's a lot I don't like about you, but I don't say it. So here's, I think this was a real view at the actual relationship. I think there was so, there's so much being played in front of the camera. Sure. That, uh, here is it. Like, I didn't buy that Usman was really into Kim. 
I didn't buy it. I think maybe he he saw something in it, something like the US something, right? Mm-hmm. I never bought into him being fully into her. Interesting. Okay. He's not. Because everything is wrong. And then Kim said, we're not even having sex. But here's here's where I disagree with you. He apparently made a comment about her weight, how she's going to need a tummy tuck, right? And so you go, oh, I don't think he's into her. I would flip it and go, if he's making comments, sure, he doesn't, he's not blown away by her appearance, but he's into her enough that, okay, well, I think maybe he hit the gym or maybe you're going to need a tummy tuck. Like, he's saying this. And in my mind, I go, oh, that means he wants the best version of her is, you know, or his ideal version mm -hmm. of her so that he stays with her. Otherwise, he would do whatever you want to do. Are you kidding me? You're going to get so much shit. Well, but follow my logic here. If he was just using her for a green card, he would say, do live your life, do whatever you want. I'm going to support it until I get my green card and then I'm going to leave. It's the same logic I had with Natalie and Mike where... Natalie was trying to change Mike to be the best version of himself for her. Stop drinking, don't eat meat, so that she could stay with him. I think Usman wants to stay with Kim. For two years until he gets the green card. But then he why? doesn't even want to get on on top of her. I mean, there's You some, can close your eyes and you, there's you, something, you can yes. spin her around and put a pillow on her head. But if he was just using her, they don't live, they don't live in the same country. Why not just path of least resistance, do what you want to do, look how you want to look. I'm going to get my green card and I'll come over and then I'll leave you. By him wanting to change her, and I'm not saying that's good, it's bad. You should never want to change anyone. But by him wanting to change her, I'm going, oh, because he wants to actually stay with her. So he wants her to be the way he wants her to be. And that's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. But I'm just saying now I kind of believe that he's going to stay with her. No, he's not. I don't actually believe that. Okay. But. All right. To change someone so much, it's, he's never seen her skinny. He's never seen her. Well, I, I know there is something probably she wrongs a little, walks a little off. There is maybe yeah. she had an injury. He's never seen her before all this. So trying to change her into something he's never seen before, that's fucked up. It's not like, yeah. oh, we've been dating and you look fabulous and then something happened and maybe you got injured, you gained some weight, you kind of let yourself go. I want you to get back to the better version of yourself that I know you can be. He's never seen her this way. You don't know if she can even lose weight. Maybe there is a medical issue. And like, I agree with so, you. He's so, so, so fucked up on so many levels. Guys, when I said putting pillows on her head, meaning like to cover her face, like if he really wanted to do this, like you would at least bang her. He keeps talking the yammy, yammy. He's just talking 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 he bangs her once when he gets drunk that's it there is no relationship there is he's not interested in her at all and saying all these things is almost like well let's just push her away i don't want people to misinterpret what i'm saying i'm not saying what he's doing is good it's so offensive it's so wrong no one should ever say that all I'm, my point is i'm starting to think oh he wants to be with her in the long run if you're trying to change someone it's because you have plans to be with them. I don't think you're going to change someone and be like, cool, now that you've changed, peace. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's wrong. But you're saying he's just using her and he's going to be gone the second he gets his green card. I'm saying, well, maybe he's trying to change her because he thinks once I change her, I'll stay with her. No, no. He's trying to change her so he can survive the two years okay. and I to could, get the green card. I could see that because point too. She would. It's like Danielle. She wanted to have sex. She wanted all of that. And Mohammed yeah. was making excuses and he left. 
He's trying to do but the Mah- same. But Muhammad was living in Ohio. My point is they could see each other once every six months. I, I don't know. I think he could get through the timeline. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just well, saying. Well, not really because he would need to get on the fiancé visa. And then once he gets to the U.S. to get the green card right now, it takes two to three years. So yeah, that would be two to three years of him trying to live with her. Yeah. Well, okay. So either way, it starts this fight. And rightfully so, because the things he said were terrible. Mm-hmm. But they they start fighting and Kim's making this argument that I do everything for you. You don't do anything for me. I'm traveling. You're not sacrificing. And she just wants some respect, especially now that she's thinking about adopting a child for Usman. And Usman goes, you're not adopting. I am. And he tries to make this point, which... Again, I think this is wrong. He tries to make this point where he goes, I'm adopting for you, basically. I'm doing this so that I don't need a second wife to give me a child. You don't want me to have a second wife. So this adoption's for you. And to that point, I go, no, no, not at all. The only reason you don't want a second wife is because if you get a second wife, you don't get a green card. Hmm. So you're doing this for you, Usman, and you're trying to put it on Kim. True. Here's the thing. All I all I had to hear for me to be like, this is all BS. This is, has never been a real relationship is the sex part. And you know why? Why? Because to love someone, I think there is way more into that. But sex is very important, right? Sure. And But if you take the love out of it, you, sex is still, you can bang anyone if you're attracted to them. You don't have to love them. You can kind of bang and move on. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, right? Right. But the fact that you're trying to be in a relationship, but there is no sex means that you're not. You're just trying to use her for something. But there is Making sex. excuses. There is sex. There was, they we, banged once. At least And then he once. keeps telling her about this yam yam. Again, I don't have all the facts, so I can't really defend either side, but they banged at least once. I think it was more than once because there was Maybe a couple of times where I was like, oh, look at Kim. She's got that post-sex glow. And then she confirmed, oh, yeah, we just had sex. So maybe in her mind, she wants it every night and she's only getting it every week or every other week. So she goes, we're not even having sex. That's not what she said. She said, you can't even hold a conversation with me and we don't even have sex. Mm. Which means that also proves my point. You cannot be in a relationship with someone that you can even talk to and you don't, you're not having sex with. Yeah. yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy the relationship either. I'm just trying to look at it from both sides here and, and trying to see, okay, is there an ounce of reality to this relationship or not? If I had to put my money on anything, I'd say, no, of course he's using her. He wants the green card and yeah. that's that. But I'm just trying to be open-minded here, open eyes. and Yeah, and he's trying to change her because I think it gets to the point that it's like, okay, I'm kind of with her now. Well, let's just at least like try to like do something about us because I don't want to be around someone like her. Like the fact that he's being so rude saying, I don't like the way you walk. I don't like the way you dress. Yeah. Like that's, that's horrible. Yeah. Maybe all I, I can understand the outfits. Maybe you can be like, hey. <laughs> Enough with the shirts with my face on it. Yes, that. Or you can be like, hey, maybe let's go shopping, right? That, that could, yeah. that, that I could understand. I could, I could kind of put my mind behind and be like, hey, not everyone is a fashionista. Yeah. Let's see. But the way and the way she walks, yeah. that's fucked up. No, it's completely fucked up. It's yeah. completely, and I was, my point was not to say that it was okay. My point was to say that, well, maybe he's trying to create something so that yeah. he can stay with her 
I don't know. Well, so I'm gonna. I put think this, I'm getting myself in trouble. I'm but. gonna. I'm gonna put this on Kim too. She's a fucking naive. Of course. Oh my god. You have to put get, some. Get on out her. of here! You're so naive that ah. Right. If you don't think you're being used a little bit, then yes, you're being incredibly naive. So naive. But she gets. She reaches her boiling point. She takes her ring off. She pulls an Angela. She says she's done. Angela, Natalie, how many of them? <sighs> how many of them yeah. has done this on the yeah. show? So she takes her ring off. She goes and she sits outside. And she's like, this might be it. He's not hearing me. I'm tired of hearing how much he sacrifices for me. Let one of the bitches in his DMs get him. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, she comes back. Yeah. And this is what I'm like, ugh. Because she's like, oh, well, I was pissed. I don't want to end this. I'm like, this, if I was Usman, let's say this was all real. The fact that she threw the ring away, I would be so out. And yeah. hello, here he is. Well, he's like, yeah, you removed the ring. You said you're done. So it's time for me to go back home. And tell me if you picked up on this. He goes, he goes, I'm going to go back home and look for someone around my culture. He was totally going to say age. I think he did. He was he? like, I'm going to look for someone around my culture. I thought he culture. said for someone who was like 31. Oh, no. I didn't hear. I heard maybe, him like maybe pull the e-brake on that sentence and basically go, I'm going to look for someone around my Oh, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting confused. So he says No, that this. was Angela. Angela and Michael. She mentioned someone. He's talking to someone who's 31. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so he says this. Kim starts to cry. She gets up, leaves the room. She goes outside once again. And now all of a sudden we see Usi come out. Just walk right by her, get in his car and drive off. Yep. And that, that's the way that ends. Unfortunately, we saw the previews from the tell-alls. From which part of the tell-all? I don't know, <laughs> but they seem to be together. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Anything else to say about this couple? I'm just going to add that Usi, I think he's playing her right. Hmm. In what way? In a way that, all right, like he made it look like, okay, this was a real relationship, but... You threw it away. I'm out of here. And she's going to try to get him back. Yeah. The unfortunate thing about 90 Day and this situation is Usman's probably got 100 girls sliding into his DMs every day. Oh, yeah. Kim probably has no one sliding into her DMs because I don't think 60-year-old men is the target audience for the show. So it's kind of unfair because if, if there was that demographic watching, she would have guys sliding in too. You know? And I'm sure she has some. Oh, okay, a handful. Honest, a handful. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I, I think she's she's no BGL. She would have guys sliding into her DMs. Yeah. And it's just, it's not that demographic. So she's not getting as much interest as, say, a Jamal or an Usman. So it's unfair. Yeah, it is unfair. But I feel like now, after what she did with the ring. Yeah. If they get back together, like Usman's going to have all the power because he'll be like, all right, I mean, I'm taking you back after what you did to me. Like, okay. Like, I I loved you. You threw this away, but okay. And he's going to have all the power over Cam because she's going to be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to throw the ring at you. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I think we need to take a quick break. Oh. We went pretty long on that segment. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk about all the other couples, all right? Let's do it. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. 
Hello, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I had to reheat my tea because I just feel like we got so fired up over. Oh my gosh, over, over Usi and, Usi. and my tea Usi. just went cold. I said so. over Usi and Usi, over Kim and Usi. Kim and Usi. Yeah. So you know, through the old tea in the in the microwave, and now we're back to talk about Libby and Andre. Oh yeah. Really, the whole family, because it's the time has come. They saved this episode till the end of the season. Yes. First of all, the end of the season just snuck up on us. I don't know if any of you guys expected it, but all of a sudden it was like, next time on the tell-all. And I was like, wait, really? As I was watching the first segment, which was Kim and Usman, yeah. I was like, this is the, this, this is the ending. Because Angela left Nigeria already. I, know, I knew that Jovi and Yara are leaving. I'm like, this is it. Okay. Well, I was a little shocked. It felt a little abrupt, what but I didn't expect was the four-part tell-all. Uh, what are we doing here? But I love it. They're gonna follow them outside of the studio. That's gonna be cool. Please, I'm here for it. Andrew and Jovi drinking. Andrew is such an ass. I feel like Happily Ever After saw the single life and I was like a three-part tell-all. <laughs> I'll see your three-part tell-all and raise you a four-part tell-all. <laughs> Next season is just going to be tell-all. Next season is going to be 18-part tell-all. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it to see the cast outside of the studio because they never hang out together. I, I feel like some of them do eventually once they meet and they, they form relationships, but these are forced relationships. Right now, they're all there. They'll probably go out together and... Let's see. It's gonna, Not everyone can be friends. I think it's going to be same shit, different set because as long as you have a producer there and a camera there, it's not like we're really going to see Andre and Jovi having beers talking shit. There's still someone yelling action and a camera crew and a lighting crew there. It's just same shit, different set. True, but uh, I'm here for it. Well, I'm here for it. But we're also trying new things for the sake of trying new things. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. Not you, really. You brought in Kenny and Tim last time to do color commentary on it. We didn't need that. Nobody needed that. No, but this is something we do need. You think you so? Got, this is how you're going to keep your audience growing. You got to give them something new. Honestly, and I hate to shit on Sean because she's great. She's beautiful. She doesn't age. Tell us how you do that. But She's a vampire. She's a vampire. But she needs to be harder hitting with the questions. If you want to have a good tell-all, get someone who's not scared to ask the questions. Like Kevin on maths, he'll ask the tough questions. Well, I don't think it's her figuring out the questions. No, it's the producers. Yeah, but so I wouldn't put it on Sean Robinson. Well, I don't mean to put it on her, but... Get get someone or then have Sean ask the tough questions. She has notes. She has all the notes with all the questions she's supposed to ask. I know. So, But she leaves a lot on the table. That's all I'm saying. If you want to get people to tune in to the tell-all, get people fired up, ask the hard questions. That's all. But we'll talk about the tell-all next time. All right. For now, Libby and Andre, they're supposed to tell-all. They're at the family therapy session okay let me tell you one thing over seasons that they've been on right you guys know i'm a big fan of chuck yes. but the more i watch this the more i cannot stand andre andre ah. bothers me so freaking much because he's so disrespectful he has no manners whatsoever yeah. he cannot talk without yelling or raising his voice or dropping the f-bomb and i'm like i have so much anxiety watching this because of him 
Okay. He doesn't understand that whoever holds that freaking toy talks. He has no <laughs> freaking manners whatsoever, and I can't take it. And not just he only yells when he's around the whole family. He does this to Libby. They're in the car, and he keeps just like, it's his, this whole segment, whenever there's Libby and Andre, the segment is like, Yes, and we're going to beep, blah, 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 beep, 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 in off. He was like, like in off. He was like, fuck your ball. I have two balls. I'm a man. I'll talk when I want. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand this guy. Yeah, he doesn't bother me the way he bothers you. Um, He's just such a freaking ass. He's such an ass. Here, All right. Here's what bothered me. That therapist's office looked like the waiting room of a law office. I'm like, what are we doing here? Well, I don't think that was her office. I think he, her office isn't big enough for this whole freaking family. I think yeah. it was the lobby when you wait, the waiting room. I don't know who that woman was. I don't know if she was an actual therapist, but she definitely rented a room or something. That I was, think that was her waiting room because she couldn't fit everyone and the producers in was, her in her office, I doubt it. Well, Just think not, of doctor offices. Then you're not a family therapist. If you're a family therapist, then you have room for a family. Do you think like the whole families go into therapy? Sure. I doubt it's it. It's like a family reunion, but it's actually an intervention. It's like oh, I don't shit. think this. I don't think this is very common. I think a family therapy might be the husband and the wife, maybe the sure. kid if they're a little grown, right? Sure. That's the fa- <laughs> This is a this is a full ass family therapy. Well, they're all asses. You're right about that. It's it's extended oh, family. I like, I like Chuck. Extended family I therapy. like Chuck. Chuck and Andre twinning once again. They're, I'm telling you, they're dressing more and more like every episode. They dressed like last episode. Yeah, because Andre wants to be Chuck. He knows his the way to Chuck's heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So the whole gang's there, right? And Gene is the therapist, in air quotes, therapist. And wants to know what's going on here. What are we looking mm-hmm. to achieve here? I hope she at least watched a couple past seasons. That would tell you oh, a lot. Yeah. That's that's some insight, some cheat sheets that most therapists don't have is seasons on seasons of footage. But she's like, what do you want to change here, Chuck? And he wants everyone to get along, of course, right? We used to be such a family, such a such a loving family. We'd hang out. We'd have cookouts. It was beautiful. Now everyone is split. I just want everyone back together. Yes. Charlie is going to point the finger at Andre. Yeah. And again, Charlie is also an ass. Like those two. Uh, here's the, here's, uh, let me add one more thing to Andre. Here's my problem with Andre. I've, we've never seen him being nice or like joking or having a pleasant conversation with anyone. That's not true. With Chuck, him and Chuck are our boys and him and Liv Okay, but he still raises his voice. Yeah. He still cannot just have a conversation without cursing or without complaining. He's okay. not. Uh, here's the thing. Here's why he bothers me. He's not a happy person. I maybe agree with you. I'll tell you, you what. When I see Instagram photos of them and the kids and families, yes, they look happy and he smiles watch, because the photos cannot talk. No, watch a YouTube video once in a while when he's doing the, the videos with his daughter. He's dressed up as a doctor singing. He's having the time of his life. Well, maybe he's a good dad. I'll give him that. But outside, why does he have to curse in every single freaking situation? He cannot well, talk like normally. But that's not an issue. You don't need to go to therapy because you swear a lot. That's not. Oh a, that's no, not he a has a lot of issues. A lot of other issues. I honestly, I'm not a therapist, 
but I've watched enough seasons now. I know what the issue is. What's the issue? The issue is Charlie. The issue is that Charlie is jealous that now Chuck and Andre are boys. Andre has essentially come in and taken Charlie's place in the family. Andre is now the favorite son. Well, that's fine. I mean, Charlie is also an ass. And after what he was texting to Chuck, <laughs> that, cancel. That, that was, <laughs> yeah, Charlie's like, our family was close until Libby married Andre. And he started getting in Libby and Chuck's ear and turning the family against me. And Chuck's like, well, that's not true. I mean, our relationship is strange because you're drunk texting me saying I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Saying I'm weak. And that's that's where I'm saying Charlie is just jealous over the relationship. Oh, yeah. Of course he is. That's what happened. It has nothing to do with Andre, really. It's more of Chuck starting to show Andre more love and attention than he's showing Charlie. Yeah, I think there is something very fucked up going on between yeah. all of them. I feel bad for Chuck. I think he's just trying to keep the family together. But he also admits after the kids grew up with me, half of them with my ex, right? Mm. I from have broken. a name. It's Pamela. Uh, shut up, Pam. Shut up, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get it. I can understand that growing up in a broken family can have can have a certain effect on the kids. Yeah. Sure. I, I get that. But... This whole thing is so messy and Andre was brought into it and Andre is not the most calm person. Like he attacks too. Like yes, he feels like he's being attacked, but he doesn't hold back. He doesn't hear like right now. He doesn't want to listen. He doesn't want to make peace. Like for him, it's like I'm fucking done with everyone. So this family therapy is a joke for him. But he doesn't everyone- want to accept Becky and Jen and make peace with Charlie. Not to be besties, but kind of be cordial. No. Everyone's attacked him from day one. When they went to Moldova and they were like, what's going on? What What's in your past? Oh, you have issues with the police? Like everyone's always been suspicious of Andre and had an issue with Andre. And so, of course, he's always on the defensive and that's why he yells and that's why he swears. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. If you calm down and you become the bigger person... Things would get so much better for him. He would be so much happier in life. Of course. And maybe I wouldn't call him an ass on this this podcast. Of course. It's always better to to listen and be quiet and and speak Mm -hmm. in a normal tone of voice. But I'm just saying when a lot of people attack you, you're going to attack back. I think that's what he's doing. Oh, yeah. And again, I get that. I understand. But in the same time... Being a bigger person uh, goes a long way. And it's not just this. It's not just him being attacked. Like, it's everything. Yeah. Well, his biggest issue that he brings up is he's got trust problems. And that comes from a little something that just happened with my immigration interview. Came up in an interview. I was, I was told someone might be trying to sabotage me. Pamela. Someone called 1-800-IMMIGRATION. Becky's like, are you saying someone in our family is trying to sabotage? No. No. And at this point, nobody's respecting the ball. Everyone, everyone's just yelling, screaming. No one, there are no, this is Harlem Globetrotters. No one is paying any attention to the rules when it comes to this ball. And Charlie's like, you think we care about you, bro? You think I'd report you, bro? So here is why I believe that no one reported Andre. Because 
as Charlie says, he's like, we don't know anything about his immigration status. Like, we had no idea. Yeah, Because the family doesn't talk, right? So no one knew that, oh, he's waiting for a second green card. If you if you weren't married to me, you yeah. would know nothing about this. I would know you were here on a visa, though. On a green card? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, and originally on a visa. Yeah, but then it turns into... We apply for a green card. Sure. Not many people know the whole story. People understand a green card. They think, oh, yeah, you get married, you get a green card, or you get a, you turn your work visa into a green card. No one knows the process. No one knows you get two green cards. No one knows I that. Don't, I don't think anyone really called 1-800-IMMIGRATION. No. But I agree with Andre when he said, well, he knew I was here on a visa. They, they're aware enough. They're intelligent enough to know that... Andre's not an American citizen that he's here and they could come on families like this probably oh we're gonna call ice we're well, gonna call ice like they're so dumb that they would think oh yeah we could just call ice and probably someone would come and pick him up true I don't think they did but they watch enough of the wrong news to know that <laughs> oh yeah we could just probably just call 1-800 immigration and have this guy deported true I I doubt that any of them did anything and again if they did they wouldn't just cancel Android. They would start, they would have to investigate. You cannot just of take any threat. Of course. But that's where it ends. I mean, this therapist is going to need therapy after this. And she needs a new office. She's got a lot of problems. She needs a new ball, a whole host of issues. Like if I was the therapist, I would be like, eat everyone out. You don't respect <laughs> the ball. Respect the ball. I, and it's like also like cursing this much. Yeah. It's You're so really, what are you talking about? You're you curse more than anyone I know. Are you kidding me? At least on this podcast. Well, it's the two of us. Right. And you're now having an issue with all the cursing? Yes, I do. Because here and there, yeah, I say fuck or shit. Sure. <laughs> That's as far as I go. But I say it when something happens. I don't talk to you like, oh, like fuck this and fuck that and shit and fuck and smells. <laughs> I don't even know. Like and especially in front of a therapist. Yeah. Your dad is a therapist. I would love to ask him, be like, how many people keep just cursing and cursing and cursing when they talk to you? I'm going to say he's going to say none. Yeah. Maybe someone once in a while says one bad word. You don't talk like this in front of other people. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. You have to agree with me because it's so. He's, Andre swears a lot, but that to me, that's not like a personality disorder, swearing a lot. I think that's his personality. Yeah. Uh, there's other things we could get on his case about. I don't think swearing is the biggest deal. No, no, no. It's swearing that comes with his impatience and aggressive personality. If you want to he... swear, wait for the ball is what you're saying. Yes, and don't swear in front of a therapist. Okay. <laughs> I don't they've, know. They've heard a lot worse. Let me tell you this. A therapist has heard a lot worse than the F word. Yes, but I just... Andre gives me so much anxiety through the screen because you cannot talk to him. He doesn't yeah. listen. Okay. You cannot offer your opinion because he doesn't listen. He has his own vision and that's it. Okay. All right. Can we move on? Let's go to Germany. Okay, let's go to Germany. Jovi and Yara. And let me tell you something that I realized this episode. Yara speaks English to Mila. 
I figured she'd speak Ukrainian. I figured that would probably be something she'd want to do. And maybe she does, but when Jovi's around, it's English. But they were they were getting ready, and she was like, oh, Myla, come here, blah, blah. Speaking English. she does both. I've heard her speaking Ukrainian to Myla. Specifically to Myla or yeah. when her mom was there? Specifically to Myla. Because I feel like that's that's what you would do. That's what we would do. Yeah. We've always said, like, okay, if we have a kid... You'll speak Czech, I'll speak English, yeah, and we'll learn both. Yeah, but at the same time, I think eventually, because I speak English to you, of course it's going to slip. Yeah. All right. I just noticed I never noticed it before. So here we go. Last day in Europe. So Jovi and Yara, they're going to go out and try to do something fun. Well, last day for who? Mm. So they go to a park with Mila. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. A beautiful setting for a beautiful apology, which Jovi... Ends up giving. He says, I understand where you're coming from, Yara. Maybe I was wrong. And if you want to stay in Europe while I go back to work, I'm okay with that. Yeah, look at Jovi being a bigger guy. And it's like, I agree with that. I There is no reason for her to be going to America now when he's leaving. But again, they should have discussed this prior to coming to Europe, had a plan yeah. for like, hey, Jovi, you come for now. I'll stay a little longer. I'll meet you back in the U.S. Yeah, I and think- they could have just enjoyed this whole vacation. <laughs> I think we both agree. Yes, it, it makes sense. Sure. Why yeah. should she sit at home alone if she's got family she hasn't seen for a while, friends she hasn't seen for a while? Sure, that makes complete sense. But yeah, should have been a more thoughtful conversation mm-hmm. ahead of time. Here's my problem with Jovi saying, yeah, I'm okay with that. Sure, stay. He's now using this, and he's said to camera, so he's using this as a negotiation tactic or a future negotiation tactic Mm -hmm. to be like, well, I hope me letting you stay in Europe means you'll let us move wherever I want to move or you'll let us have a second kid when I want to have a second kid. Like, it's not, it comes with some, well, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's not this pure, yeah, you should stay, that makes sense. Well, I think what he was saying would make sense if he didn't word it this shitty. Saying like, oh, if I let you do one thing, then you have to let me do another. But moving is a decision for two people, right? Having a kid is a decision for two people. So he just didn't word it well, but I, I get what he's saying. He said, all right, I... I understand you want to do this. Cool. But maybe when we're moving, let's both of us decide. Because you remember Yara was the one who moved them, wherever they live now. Yeah. So. I mean, this should be a decision for two people too. I know it's not the same as having a second child. But when you have a child, when you're married, where you go or where if you're going to stay in another country should be a decision between two people. Yeah, totally. So. Jovi comes around, which means Yara's going to stay. It's the new, it's the next day. Yara didn't look totally convinced that she was making the right decision. Like she seemed like a little upset by it, a little emotional by it. Well, because she knows that this may affect the relationship. Why? What I didn't like is that Jovi's asking her, so when are you coming home? And if she just said, well, I'll be home when you're coming yep. home, we'll get plane tickets. Yep. She keeps saying, I don't know why. That's that's the bullshit part of yeah. this. I'm totally team Yara when it comes to, sure, why not stay with your mom Yeah. if Jovi's going to work? But have a return ticket. Yeah. Have a return date. 
Otherwise, Joby has every right to be like, well, mm-hmm. this is this doesn't make me feel comfortable. It makes me feel like we're not a family. Like you're not going to come back home. Like why is it so hard to say, oh, you'll be home in three weeks? Okay, I'll be home then too. Yeah. The only possible reason she may feel like, well, I'm going to wait is because I think it's happened twice before where Joby has gotten stuck on the boat. He's had to quarantine. So maybe she's thinking if that happens again, why yeah. would I? But still at least say that when you come home, yeah, I'll be home. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Otherwise, you're just being difficult. You're yeah. trying to put doubt in his mind. You're trying to stir the pot and it's bullshit. You got what you wanted. Now be now be adults, be mm-hmm. a married couple and and figure out the the rest of this equation. Yeah, but she says I don't want to be without Jovi and she's getting emotional. So, I totally buy this segment that she's thinking about like, oh my gosh, like this can really mess things up between us. Yeah. But it's going to be up to her because Jovi's like I just want to get her back home from work and I want them to be there. If they're not, then we'll have bigger issues. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Speaking of big issues. You want to go to Hazelhurst, Georgia. Let's do it. Angela and Michael. <laughs> well, Ooh. we saw no Michael in this episode, but we've heard a lot about him. Yeah, Angela's now home. She's in Georgia. She's drinking her Coke. And she's looking distraught. And she's crying. And we're like, what is going on? And so she starts telling us the story. When she got back from Nigeria, everything was great. She was happy. They were on the phone 24-7, good old times. He was popping his penis. The sparks were flying. Yeah, she had a full control over him. She knew what he was doing 24-7. I was flicking my nipples on Skype. Everything was perfect. But then... And this is, again, I don't understand how this freaking thing happened, but she says, but then her friend sent her a proof or like a text message that Michael's cheating on her online. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, was it from comments? Right. Or like, how would you obtain text messages unless this girl who's 31, Angela mentioned, sent it to someone? So it was giving me Nicole and Azen vibes. Remember when Azen sent the voice message to another girl and then Nicole got a hold of it? The only way this happens is Michael's cheating. Mm -hmm. Michael's a public figure. The girl he's cheating with is like, ooh, I got something juicy here. Post it on Reddit or shares Mm -hmm. it with another friend who's like, oh, this is juicy. I'm going to post it. Yeah, same like Muhammad and Eve. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But it's got to be someone. Get, you <laughs> will get it done. It's, it's got to be someone from the inside. Yeah, because there is no way that she could just obtain this elsewhere. Unless it was the girl. Remember, there was an issue that someone commented on his Facebook post. Yeah. Or he commented like, so then maybe they started keeping an eye on it. But yeah. Well, it wasn't on Facebook. It was on Instagram. And Michael doesn't have Instagram. Mm. Yeah, if you guys know or have a better theory, let us know. Call mm-hmm. in because that's the missing piece to this story mm-hmm. is how did this friend find this information? Yes, but Angela is heartbroken. She doesn't understand. She has phone recordings of Michael leaving a, a voice recording to the girl. And this was not a good voicemail. No. I mean, this was two two terrible things. One, Saying, oh, I love you and I miss you. That's okay. That's pretty, it could be innocent. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. Love you, miss you. Sure. Right. 
It gets bad when he starts doing kissy noises. Mm-hmm. And then it gets worse when he's like, I'm going to send you money. Because I think his money is Angela's money. Yeah. I think Angela sends him money. Mm-hmm. So now it's like he's scamming Angela to send to another lover mm-hmm. of his. Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Angela's heartbroken. And she's like, maybe it's my fault because I know I can be a biatch. But how I thought she's just going to be like, this is it. Like, I'm done with Michael, moving on, like, done. Well, that's not true because she still loves him. So she doesn't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm pretty sure there is going to be an excuse for this whole thing. I don't know how or what. But He's, he's cheated before. Hasn't oh, he? yeah. He got a BJ. He's like, got a BJ. He's like, got a BJ. Like, I always said, just because you've cheated on one person doesn't mean you'll cheat on, like, your next girlfriend or wife. But if you've cheated on one person, you'll continue to cheat on that person. And he's cheated on Angela before. Mm-hmm. So he'll do it again. And he's also. Doing it again. Not not to take away from long-term relationships. I've never been in one. Let's say if for some reason you would have to move somewhere and we would have to be a few months Apart, sure, you're my husband, I know you, I love you, right? But I would never be in a long-distance relationship for five-plus years with someone that there is no really a future unless the visa works out, especially with someone like Angela, someone who constantly yells at you, someone who tells you what to do, what not to do. I'm not actually surprised that he's cheating on her. Just to clarify, you said you've never been in a long-term relationship. You meant long long distance. Long distance, thank yeah. you, long distance. Um. Yes, fair point, which leads me to my other question, which is, who is this other girl? Is it someone local or is it another American, old, young? I don't know. Who is this other girl? I don't think she's local because he speaks English to Mm, her. They don't speak. I don't think English is the first language in Nigeria. I think they speak English in South Africa. Uh I think they have their own language in Nigeria. I Uh I think they learn English in school because all of them speak pretty well. That's a really good point. So then is he sending money to an American? Is he like... Or or anywhere in the world. Anyone who doesn't speak his first language. Right, right. The shared language could be But I feel like if it's a local girl, why would they speak English? That's a good point. We need to know more. Call in. Uh, I think we'll learn the tell-all. We'll see. Because on the tell, they seem to be together. We'll see. Yeah, because we heard Angela losing her shit when she finds out that Michael has Instagram again. <laughs> like, if they weren't together, why would she care? Yeah. Who knows? Who we'll knows? See. All right. One more couple? Yeah. Nothing happened besides the that. pretzel discussion, but let's do it. Bilal and Shayda. Yeah, we basically did this whole segment at the top of the yeah. show. Uh, They're in New York still. They spent this entire season in New York. Mm-hmm. They got a shitty pretzel. Yeah, they should have gone to MSG to get a good old venue pretzel. Or they should have gotten a hot dog. Or or the good ice cream that you dip in the... Mm, don't say dip in dots. No, not the dots, just the dip. Uh, Those ice cream trucks all over New York City, it's a vanilla ice cream, you dip it in chocolate. You are It's strange. one of the best things no. in the world. If you're going to New York and you want to get street food, you get... Halal. Uh, yeah, they got the pretzel from the halal truck. Yeah, but, but that, that sucks. The street food actually they make is kind of good. But chestnuts, the roasted chestnuts that you smell everywhere, the hot dog or the pretzel. And no one's going for dipped ice cream. Everyone. What are you talking about? I, I don't even know what ice cream you're talking it's about. It's a vanilla ice cream. They do the 
Yeah, it's called Dairy Queen. No. Yes. No. They do it at Dairy Queen. I've never been to Dairy Queen. I don't oh. even know what that is. You're missing out. Get a blizzard with Reese's peanut butter cups. This is in a, in a cone. I know. So go to Dairy Queen. They'll dip it in chocolate or cherry, and then it hardens on it. Bada bing, bada really? This yes. Is the, this is the New York City ice cream truck. No, it's truck. The Dairy Queen. No. Okay. What is a Dairy Queen? Well, we'll find one. Someone's okay. misled you if you think that's like a New York City original. It is. Well, they have it in check too, but. So that there was, you go. Well, they have pretzels in check too. What I'm saying is like, that's the New York style. Okay. Right. I would say hot dog right? or pretzel. And if you want. Oh, 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 oh no, no, no. Here, here is the, the most New York thing. Sliced pizza for a dollar. Dollar mm. sliced pizza. That's two brothers, very good. Two brothers pizza. Shout out to two brothers. I love the one on Blicker Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all over the place. All, all right. over. So they're not getting any of that. Big mistake. Instead, they get the pretzel. They go for a walk on the Brooklyn Bridge. And Bilal's like, what happened? Why did this trip take a turn for the worse? And Shida's like, this right here, this is what I want. You're the perfect husband. I appreciate everything you're doing. Like, it's this is so amazing. But if I continue to hold back, I'm going to be doing myself an injustice. All right. I'm going to say something. I might get shit for this. But oh, boy. I am honestly, I'm becoming a team Bilal here. Me too. I think, I think Shida is a little whiny. And honestly, he told her the kid situation before they got married. So if she really wanted a kid within a year, she shouldn't have married him. Literally. Here's, this is on her. Here's where I'm going to bite my tongue. Because I feel like I rolled the dice when I said I was team Colt. And luckily, I wasn't alone. I'm not going to say I'm team Bilal. But... I am, I'm fed up with Shida because she's like, why, why every time I talk about children, do you have nothing to say? He does have something to say. It's just not what you want to hear. Yeah. So that's, he has a response. It's not like he changes the subject. He just says, I don't want to have a kid this minute. That's something to say. It's just not the thing you want to hear. And he's been saying this for a while. And I actually like what he says because he says, I want us to enjoy each other for a little bit. I want us to get to know each other better. Yes. If this whole thing was very fast. Plus, she's 37. The prenup said 40. They have three fucking years. I take issue with Freeze the whole. Freeze your eggs. I take issue with the whole, I want to build a strong foundation. Don't get married. If, if you haven't built the foundation, that's bullshit. And well, I get that. the same thing. Don't get married if you want to have kids and you know the other person is not really thrilled about that. But to hear like, well, I just want to get to know you. I want to build a foundation for it. Well, then don't get married. Sure. If you want to get engaged, rush into an engagement, fine. But have a long engagement and then get married once you know the person and have built the foundation. But they did have a long engagement thanks to COVID. Uh, not long enough if, if Bala well, still wants to keep building. But they have 90 days. That's the, that's the whole Thing. You didn't have to start the process. You could keep traveling and getting to know the person and then marry the person. But it's the same thing. You you would only know the vacation below or the vacation shida. That's not real. That's not real. Okay. Unless I'll tell you this. Unless you start living with the person, you don't know them well. Fair, Everyone can play it cool when you fair don't enough. live together. Especially if you live in a vacation spot. Fair please. enough. All right. Well, I totally understand what Bella is saying. He says, yeah, I want to spend some time, just the two of us. We can finally enjoy each other. We can finally, we don't have to travel anywhere. We don't have to deal with the visa. We don't have to deal with COVID. Let's enjoy her for a year and a half, for a year, and then talk about kids. The fact that Chida turns every situation or every conversation onto the fact that they, they're not having kids 
it's miserable. Like yeah. I would honestly, if I was Bill, I would be like, you know what? Like this is annoying. Like I don't actually want to have a kiss with you at all. Like she's, you should just go back to your country and have kids with someone else. She's literally the kid in the car being like, are we there yet? Oh my gosh. Are we there yet? It's like you asked two minutes ago. We're still sitting at the red light. No, we're not yeah. there yet. I, again, I understand she's getting older. She wants to have kids. I get that. Totally get that. But you knew before you married him that he said, I don't want to have kids right now. He said it so many times that we all get annoyed with him. Yeah. Yet she walked down the aisle and she said, I do. So now, why are you acting surprised? Because you don't have enough eggs? I get it. I feel for you. It sucks. But yet, he was telling you this whole time that he doesn't want to have kids right now. So right. why are you being surprised? Right. This whole thing is just sucks. They either need to, she needs to wrap her mind around this and wait, hang out with him for a little bit. And maybe once you build a little connection outside of the whole kids discussion, maybe he'll be more like, you know what? We have a great relationship. Let's have a kid or just break up. I agree. Ah! She doesn't get what she wants. So she starts to cry. So annoying. And the whole time Bilal was holding this pretzel. He finally just like didn't take a bite. It was completely intact. And at the end, he just throws it in the trash where it belongs. She annoys me. She, uh, she wants him to honor, to give her the studio from the proposal. The yeah. Oh, the prenup? Yeah, the prenup. But yet, you don't want to honor his age gap. He needs to put an addendum into the prenup that says you're only allowed to ask about a child every three months. Because <laughs> you're asking every three minutes. It's uh, that... So and this was the whole segment, this whole yeah. freaking season, her asking for kids. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's it. That's it. Enough is enough with that. Next time, tell all. Part one of four. I can't wait. Part I, one of four. I hope these two don't get on any other freaking season. There's no At way they can. not anytime soon. Unless Shad is pregnant. I don't want to see her pregnant. Are you going to argue when she's pregnant? Then we're going to feel bad for her. I mean, come on. Nah, I'll watch her pregnant. But that's that's it. Only if she's pregnant. No, have a kid and then come back. All right, have a kid then come back. So that's it. That's the episode. Whew, tell all next. Whew. I think we're off for Christmas. Yes. I think it's, I checked the schedule. It's some pillow talk journey BS. Yeah. Who knows? We're going to be on a vacation. We're going to be on vacation. We need a vacation. We haven't taken any time off from podcasting since we started. I know, but to be honest, because we haven't been doing maths, because Below Deck ended, it feels like we're on vacation. I feel like we never podcast anymore, but we're going to take a true vacation. Yes. But you guys won't be without us because on Patreon, we'll be doing Love and Paradise. And there is the pause for the cause for Christmas on TLC. So there'll be no 90 day to cover there. So yes. we'll be good. We'll be right in step. And speaking of the Patreon, we'll also be dropping the Christmas, the holiday bonus mm. on top of the actual monthly bonus for the family affair. So we got some work to do, Teresa. Yep. All right. Yeah. So. That's what's happening on Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Join us over there. Follow us on Instagram, at Married to Reality Pod. Make sure you're following the podcast right here. Just smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the beautiful review from Peggy. Peggy and thank you for Peggy that beautiful Ann. review. Yes. Thank you, Peggy. Can't thank you enough for that. And with that, I think I said it all. 
Have you said Oh, that? I got so fired Woo! up with these Woo! people. So, so you calm down over there. I don't think I usually get this fired up. No. For a second, I was like, this is the most passionate I've ever seen my wife. No, very <laughs> forget, fired up. Forget because... the wedding vows. This is passion. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You cried during my wedding wedding, wedding vows. Yeah. The V's and W's <laughs> sneak if up got, on if me. If you guys are wondering why I cried. <laughs> Rewind about 10 seconds and listen to Theresa try, try to spit that out. The, the, there is a W, there is a V, there is W, there is a V. It's, it's challenging. It. I get it. It's challenging. Thank you. All right. I've said it all. I've said, said it all. all. I mean, said too much. Oh, I mean, so we'll talk to you guys soon. Well, uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy and Hanukkah. If, if we don't get a chance to wish you a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas because I don't think we will get a chance. We'll uh, probably get a chance on Instagram. On Instagram for sure. And I'm trying to think about Patreon. No, I guess, oh, Patreon we can wish you yeah. a Merry Christmas. Yeah. All right. Either way, happy holidays. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.